0: everybody, and uh, welcome to the Mad Men Recap. My name's Paul. This is John. And uh, we're here to do another episode, John, as we wind down Season 1 and our re-recapping um, experiment.
1: We're almost to the end. This is the second to last episode, and I really feel like this, it, it keeps getting better. Really? Yeah.
0: I know, it does. I just...
1: You want to be the opposition I want to. I, I
0: want to be the devil's advocate. You want.
1: You want to be Nixon As in this say. case. Yes. Yeah.
0: So uh, the episode we're doing is uh, Nixon versus Kennedy. It's the second to last episode in the uh, in season one, and uh, we learned three three good things. We learned: Watch out, Duck. Uh, don't threaten Don, or he will beat you. And in this one, uh, Crane gets his swerve on John. I didn't see that coming. I didn't either. I don't think Crane saw it coming either.
1: No, no, not it's at a all. Surprise to everyone. And, you know, there's, uh, just like it says, Nixon versus Kennedy, the show starts out about the election. That's the first thing you see is an old black and white TV mm-hmm. where people are going to the polls to elect the president of that year. Mm-hmm. And we're in Burt's office. He's watching that. And we meet Herman Doc Phillips. I don't like him. You don't? I don't think anyone does. From the wait, from the beginning you didn't like him? I don't know. I thought I mean I thought when they talked to him here at the beginning when he was being introduced, you liked him just like you would like anybody that you're interviewing. You know, he was cordial enough, he smiled enough. He was likable enough until you really get into it. Yeah. And that's more in the second season. But I thought here you know, the little interchange he had with Cooper where he, you know, gives him a little uh, give and take about if I say Nixon, I'm buttering you. If I say Kennedy, you want to reform me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and Cooper, come on, he was weird. If that's an well, interview, a, that was weird. He's always weird, John. No, Well, not always. He's not always that weird. I don't know. But anyway, so it's a, it's a kind of funny interchange. And Don just <laughs> gives Duck a little... Slap on the shoulder, like, yep,
0: that's what he's like. And they head out. Well, he's a weird dude. And that's all right. That's why he's a good character. Though. That's why he's a good character. Yeah.
1: You mean Cooper? Yeah. 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 And
0: um, so when then, they walk out of. Uh, we, find the, uh, we find the office douchebags hanging out, uh, hanging out kind of in the uh, central office area as, uh, as Duck is heading out, working hard as always, saying stupid shit. Well, not stupid shit. Well, yeah, I guess
1: stupid shit. (laughs) And so we get a little backstory on Duck. That We learned this in the the Cooper interview as well. He was at a firm in in London. He came back over. He was saying to get better food and back to New York City. Cosgrove says that he self-destructed and got involved with a woman over there. And so we're getting some different... Different information about this guy Duck. Well, he's also gotten divorced. Right, right, and uh, you know Pete is just terrible again. <laughs> Says that he knows a guy named Tuck, and that's dignified.
0: Really, come on. Pete's an idiot, John. I don't he know. Is. I don't know why you haven't gotten on board with this.
1: He is, and then you know, and then so he continues to be an idiot. He goes to going to Don's office. Peggy gives him the business a little bit before he heads in. And then he goes in and, and um, I mean, it was just weird. You know, he's trying to demand that he gets this job and just goes about it in all the wrong way. Or do you, I mean, do you agree?
0: He's just not, he's just not tough enough. You know what I mean? He, he literally looks like he's 15. Right. Uh, It didn't look like he should be demanding a ham sandwich. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I mean physically you're right, but as far as, you know, it sounds like he has experience, it sounds like he has brought in accounts. Um
0: I don't know, he has no big account. I mean, between him and Doc, I mean just in in age and experience, it's not even close. Right. You know right. what I mean? Like there it's it's uh, this this job is obviously way 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 out of his league. The you think so? Totally.
1: Cuz he he uses the argument that there are Men younger than him at bigger firms with the same position.
0: Okay, well, I can say that too. Oh, you don't think that was
1: true? You think you? John, was the there same?
0: are there are guys that look just like me with more popular podcasts who get paid billions of dollars. That's Dispute true. it. You do have a face for radio. Thank you, John. No, no problem. Problem. all I'm saying is he can say whatever he wants. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right.
1: So a little awkward interchange there. And then Don, he heads out of the office to go home for the night. And lo and behold, there's an office party. Indeed. I didn't see that coming. They break out the booze. They even get into the supply closet. They, they go nuts. I don't know. If it was me, I wouldn't be staying at the office. I'd go to a bar. You know, I'd go out with friends. I don't. I mean, is this, is this it? Is this their social circle?
0: I don't know. I feel like a lot of people uh, tend to kind of hang at the office. Number one, the booze is usually free. Uh, that, number that's two, that's a big number one. You don't really have to go anywhere. I don't know. Right. It's just kind of easy sometimes. I guess you can
1: sleep in your office.
0: Well, if you got a couch, John.
1: It appears to be the way it goes there.
0: I was just watching uh, an episode, and you know how Don falls asleep on his couch quite a bit. He does. Yeah, um, I was on the phone with Kate, who's still in California, and um, I said, you know, if I had a ca- if I had an office, and I had a couch. I would probably pass out there at least three times a week, just to get a little power nap. No, just because if I had, if if there is a couch within ten feet of me, I can fall asleep on it.
1: Oh, that's all I'm let's, saying. Let's get through the rest of the show before that happens. Fair enough. All right. So they're so they're they're at the party. They're having a good time. We cut home real quick. Don comes home, says hi to the kid. They put the kid to bed, and again, just a great. Really subtle, awkward moment. You know, he asks Betty for a drink. She says, "I'm fine," and they kind of give each other looks. And you just know things aren't right. Not that we didn't know that already, but you know that they don't feel right about each other.
0: No, but well, what are you gonna do?
1: Well, that's that's what we'll find out later. Fair
0: enough.
1: Um, and then you know, back to the office where, where Ken tackles Allison. To it's find ridiculous. out the color of her underwear. I know. And everybody, I mean... And that's.
0: I mean, that's... I don't even... I don't see how even then that would be okay.
1: But apparently, it, I mean, you know, you have other women that are laughing at that. And then, it, I don't know, did you notice that when they cut away from... Or as they're getting up, it happens to another girl in the background? Oh, really? No, I didn't was, see that. That was really funny. Oh, that's um, hilarious. Yeah. you know, and, and that's where the the one secretary looks to Peggy and says to think I was hoping to find a husband here.
0: And Peggy okay. takes off. You're not going to find a... I mean, you could find... No, you're not going to find a husband there. You're only going to find some kind of venereal disease, John. You know which one? What? Okay. Moving on.
1: So, you know, <laughs> we, we click, clip over to the Campbells. Pete in his pajamas. Looking ridiculous. Yeah, and, look, and looking through the box of Don slash Dick Whitman, which
0: is—I mean, come on—that's
1: just the most wrong shit ever. That he's going through that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And terrible. it's good that Trudy comes out and she's like, "That's not yours, man."
1: And it's funny because you know she um she must have seen the address on the paper for her to know that because she says she didn't look in it. Mm-hmm. But she assumed it was probably something else when she compared it to a boxer oh, sure. that yes, dad exactly. had. So, but she must have seen the address, So she she or the uh, the, the yeah, the address. And so that's why she knows it's not his. Um, but I like how she comes down on him for being creepy, because he is.
0: Well, that's kind of his thing.
1: Yeah, they've really got him
0: they got that figured out with him. Ah. Uh. Uh, one thing I do like is how well they kind of keep the whole, uh, the whole, uh, election running throughout the episode. Yes, You know, like they're they're really good at like every time they change a venue. So every time they change scene, whether they go to Don's house or they go back to the office or wherever, uh, they give a shot of the TV or they have some kind of audio of the, uh, of the whole thing. Right, right. That's yeah, it's,
1: it's, it's the central point of the episode. I love it. You know, and we did see on that one photo, because we talked about that before, that the date of that one photo was 1944, and now it's 1960. So it's 16 years. He was probably about 18. And so that would put him in the early 30s mm. as far as how old he is.
0: Don, you mean?
1: Yeah. Huh.
0: I don't know if I buy that from uh, the way down looks. But, I mean, I don't know.
1: And so, you know, when we leave Campbell's, you know, kind of a dark, creepy living room going through somebody's stuff, and then we go back to the party. So it's a nice change of moods. It's still lighthearted. It's a lot of fun. Um, You know, Ken comes out having uh, snooped around Kinsey's office, finds this ridiculous play, um, and then they, they I mean, I just, I find it hard to believe that this would happen at an office party. But they, they acted out, and there's a scene where Joan uh, kisses Sal. And so, again, you can see that maybe something's not right. <laughs> and
0: she gives him this look Oh, like that
1: was a great look.
0: Something, something that all the numbers aren't coming together here quite.
1: No, yeah, exactly. It's pretty funny. Exactly. And, uh, and then so right after that, there's an announcement that Ohio went to Nixon. Everybody gets really excited, and this is where uh, Crane gets his swerve on.
0: I, I mean first of all number one uh way to go crane I mean this not now folks for all the kids out there if you're married this isn't something you should be doing obviously goes without saying but for crane looking like a complete goob and Hildy's a pretty girl Hildy is a good looking lady john which i think um so go crane I mean in all the wrong ways obvious obviously sure go crane Absolutely for being a, for being you know a class A number one, uh, goob. But not he's not a uh, he wears a bow tie he, for Christ's sake,
1: John. But a bow he's not tie. A, he's not a douche. You he know when is, you well, when you stack him true. next to the guys
0: in that group. That's true. He's the best he, thing going.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Fair. But so they so they get it on, mm-hmm. and and then we go back to the the main room, and now it's quiet and. Everybody's passed out, and and, uh, Kinsey is looking stupid, drunk.
0: As always.
1: And they have a little interchange with Joan. She tells me he has a big mouth. Hard to believe that they were together, but apparently that was something in the past. Mm. Anything to add?
0: Nothing to really add there. I mean, she just kind of... He does ask her, how would you like my play? And I think she's like, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Because it was stupid.
1: And he's, and he, all he can say is, you know, oh, I like you when you're mean. I mean, it's stupid.
0: Yeah, it was a half hearted try. She was not having it. No. Good for you, no. Joan.
1: Yeah, yes. We had to not make that mistake again. Well done. Although we, we do have to scold her for making it ever. Indeed. Um, Indeed. Anyway, so we, you know, now it's the morning. Uh, we see that uh, Hildy and Crane uh, stayed the night in the office. Mm uh-huh. hmm. He's a little upset at what happened. She kind of blows it off, says, don't worry. You know, it was no big deal. And I don't know. I mean, they, they carry this forward a little bit, but not a lot, you know.
0: No, this is definitely, yeah, kind of a one a one deal. Because, you know, not to
1: get too far ahead, but they do, you know, you do see that Crane, in fact, gets punished yes. uh, for this. But, you know, you don't see further interaction between the two of them. And oh. it's just funny because when she leaves the office, like a split second later, you see the uh, girl that uh, Cosgrove tackled also. Oh. Let out of the office. Go
0: Cosgrove. Yep, yep. Making it happen. Yeah. yeah.
1: And so, the, uh, so Peggy comes in. The place is a mess. There's vomit in her trash can. She goes to clean it out. The guys are still there getting hangover juice. They're a mess. She had some money stolen and reports it to security. It was I don't like know, a dollar.
0: Three dollars. Okay. I know, I know. That's like 10 or $15 in whatever time. But still, relax. Exactly. Thank you. I, of that little scene, did you hear
1: when they were making fun of Peggy? You know, it's like Peggy Olson on patrol. Yeah. And uh, Ken's drinking his wake-up juice. And he gives, I mean, it's just funny because when you make fun of him, he gives this awful laugh into his glass and it just made me think of when you make fun of him
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah right. pretty much yeah
1: probably um and that you know and that was it and so the uh don comes in to meet up with cooper again to find out what really happened nobody really knows right away who won because it was so close and it looks like kennedy is going to win which in yeah. fact is what happens and, you know, Don doesn't really think that's the great way for things to be. Mm-mm.
0: No, nobody's really for Kennedy in this whole thing, which I think is kind of uh, telling and interesting. I mean, I, as someone who is far younger than this, uh, I had, I, you know, you don't really know what the what the, kind of the popular opinion was amongst these type of people. So it's interesting to see. I mean, whether that's true or not, whether that was the climate, I don't know. But um,
1: yeah. And- I'm pretty sure that was all uh you know archival and legitimate footage that they were broadcasting, oh yeah, you know that they were showing so that was that was that was really interesting oh totally. but um you know the next uh, the next scene now this is this is where the the show really gets going, which is great uh Campbell comes back into don's office, snaps at Peggy, um you know better be careful how you talk to me goes in, and i mean what how do you think this set up i this was pretty good scene it's
0: amazing sorry oh right right so uh so pete goes in and is pretty much i know you've got a secret and he's blackmailing don in essence
1: no 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 in essence
0: Uh, well yeah he is completely (laughs) and utterly blackmailing don and uh i'll tell you what um it's i mean it's pretty straightforward he's pretty much like listen i know your name's not don draper it's dick whitman i mean he delays it out like straight up and Don's like, that's ridiculous. You know, I mean, Don knows how to deny this. He's been doing it, he's, you know, he's he's probably done it quite a bit. Um, I don't know. I don't think he's done it that much. I think he's done it enough to know, like, the stages of it. You know, like, first things first. You just flat out say, you're crazy. Nah, right. Yeah, come on. And then, you know, it gets to the point where he's, Don has to get up out of his chair and he doesn't verbally or like necessarily physically threaten Pete, but he physically threatens Pete. I mean, when Don great. it when Don, was great when Don gets out of that chair, I wet my pants. I was so scared.
1: Well, it's great because in, in that scene, he doesn't have his jacket on. You know, oh, it's yeah. just a shirt and tie, and you can really appreciate how thick he is. How you know well, how let's, big let's his just, shoulders let's are? Say, let's say Compared this to though, Pete. Exactly. Compared to
0: Pete. next to Pete, I look uh, I look huge. You're so, the same size as
1: Pete. I am not the same you size are. as Pete. Listen, don't even, don't Pete even
0: is, give the audience that visual. That's Pete not the, is, No, Pete <laughs> is roughly the size of my cat. I don't know because I haven't met him in person, but uh, judging from the other uh, items in the office that I can compare to in scale, Pete is roughly the size of butthouse My Cat.
1: <laughs> oh, fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. So, um, So Pete ends with, I'm not blackmailing you. It's not a. It's not a threat. It's just a job. <laughs> and you're dead. Yeah. And and he walks up. And of course, Don's all shaken up. And he's totally shaken up. I mean,
0: this is this is this, this is, is his turning, life. This is turning his foundation to quicksand, John. Yeah.
1: And I, I like how they. I like how they do the flashbacks. You know, this is the really the first in-depth flashbacks uh, that we've seen. We've yeah. seen a couple of quick ones, but this one. Um, Really, really goes into it full force. So we're we're back at the you know the Great War, World War Two. Yeah. Um, Dick Whitman is dropped off at a hospital, and he's the only one dropped off. And so it's him and a commanding officer, and that's it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And and his commanding officer is Don Draper. I know it's crazy. Yeah, and so you know they're they're digging. Um, and well, so, but
0: when when Don when uh, when I wore Dick Whitman comes in the tent and he meets Don Draper, he's like, like, where is everybody else?" You know. And, yeah. uh So apparently, it was just those two guys. Oh no! Remember, because
1: because Don, the real Don, he says, "You know, there's there's fighting five miles to the to the west." You know, which is probably where all those people have gone. Do you want to go? And <laughs> because the answer is no. So <laughs> You know, because it was funny. You know, because he he is. You know, Don's so young in this scene. Um, I'm sorry, Dick. Dick's so young in the scene, and Don's like, you know, what what happened? You get You know, why are you here? And when he says he's volunteered, Don's like, you got to be kidding. So, you know, it's it's uh, even there. It's a comment on how how much Dick did not like his life with his uh, uncle and mother and brother. Back home. Although
0: you know it's funny because he has said he had said in these later episodes in season three that his mother and uh, and his uh, his stepfather or uh, no yeah his stepfather
1: was his on- uncle that, that was uncle. Him uncle. Well, and he
0: said they were good to him
1: well compared to his real dad yeah i right, you know but when when he gives that that quick explanation to Rachel. You know, he's like, uh, you know, those two sorry people raised me. So they didn't beat him, but I don't think he really, you know, got a lot out of it.
0: No, but I mean, they were better to him than, yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay, fair enough. All right. And then, you know, so we see that flashback, then it's back to the office again. We see Don flushed, and the next thing, he has run into the arms of his waiting mistress, Miss Menken.
0: Hey, what? That Menken, she's everywhere.
1: And you know, I think uh, I think this is what this is why the show is so good, because their main character is is I don't want to say infinitely; that's too much hyperbole. But he has so many facets. There is not one box you can, you can say that you know Pete is creepy. You can say that uh, Betty is shallow and Francine is stupid. You can compartmentalize some a lot of these characters, and you can do that with most shows. You really can't do that at all with Don. You know, he, he's got he's got great aspects, he's got good aspects, he's got terrible ones. You, you don't know what's coming. So when he runs in, he's flushed. He's like, I wanna you know, I need to go away, I want you with me. Um you know, we can leave everything and start over like Adam and Eve. And Rachel comes back with a great line. She's like, What are you,
0: fifteen? Yeah, I know. It's incredible though. It's I mean that she totally I mean, she's obviously a very bright lady. And she totally uh, sees right through what's happening. Like, she knows that this is just a reaction to something else. This isn't right. a real want to actually make a life with her. Right. And it's, right. I mean, it's, you know, it, it, it she sees right through it. It's great. I mean, it just, it reaffirms how bright she is
1: yeah no I, you know you feel you feel terrible for her she's obviously you know terribly broken up
0: mm-hmm.
1: and as you'd expect, she really fell for this guy and and who doesn't i mean it's Don Draper indeed um but yeah so she she you know she calls him out and and then kicks him out good for her don't um, yeah. yeah, so then you know then we go back to the office and Don's still upset. And he walks in and he walks in on poor pudgy Peggy, ah. blubbering in his office, blubbering she's yeah, she's busting up, she's crying her eyes out yep. all right, and he yells at her appropriately, so you know you can't just go into the, the boss's office, but she's upset, and they have a little little chat uh, about who got fired and how why she's mad at that and how people treat her badly and why she's upset at that. And I think that uh, that actually was a little bit of a pep talk to Don.
0: True. Yeah, it was really working for both of them there.
1: Uh, more the alcohol for her. Yeah.
0: Hey, it helps with everything, John. I don't know if you've heard.
1: No, absolutely. I mean, it's, it will uh, can contribute to uh, her, her new baby having a toaster head. A toaster head? Yeah, that's part of fetal alcohol syndrome.
0: Tell me more about that.
1: They get born with a rectangular head.
0: A rectangular head
1: mm-hmm as part of the developmental flaws that come with uh, alcohol during pregnancy
0: I find that incredible
1: yep toaster head
0: <laughs> so then uh, we move on to uh, Pete coming in saying it's time
1: no 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 that's what that's what I like about that because this comes from the little talk with Peggy is that now Don takes it to oh, Pete? Oh, that's
0: right he takes it to Pete I am sorry you're right
1: you know and again Pete is sitting in a darkened office On his couch with liquor. He's freaking (laughs) out,
0: man. And Don,
1: you know, and and this is, I I love this interchange because um, the whole thing was great. You know, Don says, I thought about what you said. Pete, you know, Pete says, I'm glad to hear it. And then I thought about your significant lack of character.
0: (laughs) Ah.
1: And, you know, and, uh, Pete goes, "Don't make me go to Cooper." And I, you know, I always hate that line. And, and Don comes back
0: appropriately. I'm not making you do anything. Oh man, now this yeah. is great. I'd say, I'd say this is for me. This is probably the best scene of uh, of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, right next to the time where he tells Pete that no one likes him and he's going to end up an old bald man in a corner office. Oh yeah, these these two scenes are just. Really nice.
1: And, and you know, he even gives Pete an out when he's like, "What what's going to happen when you tell him this? You know, do you really think you're going to get promoted? Um, You haven't thought this through. And it's funny because it's like the reverse of what just happened with Mencken. You know, because Rachel's telling him how he has not thought his plan through. Right. And now he's, he's given that information to Campbell. Like, look, you haven't thought this through. You don't know. How he's going to react, you you have not thought about this. And Pete knows it. He knows he doesn't uh, have a handle on what's going to happen. He just wants his promotion.
0: Well, I mean, it was it was like any blackmail, you know what I mean? It's completely like, I expect you to take the out. And if you don't take the out, I have no idea what I'm going to do. You know?
1: That's right, that's right. There was no TMZ back then.
0: i don't even get that reference Um, oh you mean for him to sell the story to right gotcha no indeed there was not john thanks for playing with me on that i didn't i didn't okay (laughs)
1: But I do, and then you know, right before they get to Cooper, they're walking quickly through the uh, the halls, and Pete Pete grabs him and (laughs) and says, "What is this? Like some old Western movie where I got a gun and you don't think I'm going to shoot you? I will shoot you, (laughs) (laughs) jackass." Yeah, so they um, you know, they get all the way up there, and here's this is another thing where you know you do see a little bit of a, a not a flaw in Don, but you see that he he wasn't able to to completely keep all of his emotions in check because when he brought Duck out of Cooper's office at the beginning Mm -hmm. and Crane says, you know, it's he's damaged goods. You know, he's just trying to shop around and see what's out there. Mm -hmm. He's bargain hunting. You know, so you get the idea that this is not the top guy for this job uh, or the best guy for this job. And you feel like, at least I feel like, Don kind of gets, he just rushes into that decision because of what happened with Pete. Mm -hmm. You know, he didn't take, because,
0: well, see, I don't think he would have to do that though. I don't understand that.
1: No, but I think because of what, because of everything that happened and his flustered thinking and, and being emotionally upset, he, he wanted to, he wanted to make it clear to Pete that, you know, things aren't going to go his way. And he just, he just acted rashly in that case,
0: hmm okay,
1: um, so anyways they both they both walk in, they say he says, "I'm pulling the trigger on duck, he's hired and then and then Pete goes in and tells Cooper about the what he found out
0: now does does Don say don't you have something to tell him?
1: No, no, oh, he no. doesn't do that they're, okay they're just standing there awkwardly, yeah, and Cooper looks up and he's like. Is there any, is there something else? You know Cooper asks, you know, is there is there something else? And then and then that's when Pete comes forward and and says what he has discovered.
0: And I mean, the best the best thing, and I think it's it's weird because they they totally place Cooper as like this kind of all-knowing, been around not just the block but the entire island and has really truly seen it all. Yeah, you know? And so I mean, it's not completely ridiculous that he would have met someone else who, in essence, had changed their identity. You know what I mean? They changed their name, completely reinvented themselves. You don't know why. You don't ask why. It just happened. And he knows that Don's best asset is the job that he does there. So who does care?
1: No, absolutely. I you mean, know. if you think if you think about it, Cooper is at least in his mid seventies, mm-hmm. which means that which means that he he grew up. He was born just a few years, just a decade or so after the Civil War. You yeah. know, he he what? was. Yeah, this is nineteen sixty. So this this man has memories from the eighteen hundreds. Holy! I balls. mean, think about what he has seen everything he has seen from the roaring 20s to the great depression to two world wars um to all of the changes uh, globally technologically uh, this guy has seen a lot
0: that's insane and
1: what's insane
0: just to think to think of it that way is insane but you're right I and mean, that's amazing yeah
1: no i mean the, the guy the guy has experienced a ton and just just as just as everybody that age you know, typically has, you know, our, our grandma was, you know, born in 1919. Yeah. So, you know, the stuff she's, you know, she probably remembers stuff from the late twenties to now. It's incredible, it is incredible to think about what's changed. Um, but yeah, you know, I think his, uh, his handling of that was fantastic. You know, you like that little uh, wisdom there at the end where he's like, Don, you fire him if you want to, but you never know how loyalty starts.
0: Yeah. I mean, I just find it difficult to even see how Pete and Don could possibly, I mean, as we all know, in season three, you know, what happens there. I just don't see how you could ever kind of mend that kind of ship. Right. You know, that right. has sailed here. I mean, it's completely ridiculous. The th- What, what, I mean... What Pete has done here is really not mendable.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I mean,
0: it's kind of as low as you can humanly go. No. No, I I agree.
1: I mean, I I agree. I think it's, I think it really you know speaks to Don's power of forgetfulness. You know, I mean, he's able to forget his life as Dick Whitman, and he's able to kind of, kind I guess not forget, but really move on
0: from this. See, it's um, not even so much forgive as as it is move
1: on, move on, and make the best of what you have. I mean, like you said, he is good at his job. He does bring in accounts. They didn't need him at you know in in, in the end of season three to bring all those accounts with him. That's yeah. the only reason they went to him. Fair enough. So, you know, it, it's really just just using the assets that you have and and being in a mind frame of tolerance rather than uh, embracing. Okay.
0: I'll, I'll take that. That's a very good explanation, John.
1: Well done. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And so now we get to flash back
0: again. Hey. Oh, that's right. The flash. You know, I, I feel I, I'm not a very good watcher of the show because I really did miss quite a bit of season one. It's been good for me to go back through this because um, I never saw the real Don Japer's face get blown off.
1: I remember this. I remember when we, we talked about that way at the beginning of the podcast that yeah. you didn't re- you didn't realize that. Gee,
0: gee, how do you have the the thing that I don't I don't quite uh, get here is how you have the uh the kind of frame of mind or the sense you know the mindset to be like oh my god that dude's face is blown off wait a minute (laughs) knock 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 opportunity there you are let me grab his dog tags
1: well because you know because what they had just talked about the night before was that you know Dick knew that Don was only 60 days from his release Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and with his face being blown off uh, there weren't even there weren't even teeth to do dentals you know so there was no way to uh, verify who that corpse was Mm -hmm. Um, so you know he was he knew that if he took that identity then instead of being there for whatever another three years he'd be out of there in two months at the latest. And it turns out he gets to go home, you know, that week. Yeah. So, you know, I think that's, that's really uh, heads up thinking.
0: And they do do a good job of, of showing him um, certainly being, uh, I don't know if remorseful is the right word, but, you know, not altogether certain that this is the right thing to do. Like well, he yeah. <laughs> cer- he certainly is. Well, but you know what I mean? He's not like blindly like this is my ticket, man. You know, I mean, he knows that this this could change his life for the better, but uh he certainly isn't necessarily uh all right with it. I don't I don't
1: know. No, absolutely. He's conflicted. Yeah.
0: You you'd have to be. And then, uh, you know, that scene after they because this there's this is a very long flashback. And after they tell him he's going home, he actually rides the train all the way back with the real um, Dick Whitman's or the real Don Draper's body all the way back home. And he sees it being unloaded and the um, the corporal who he's with says, do you want to go talk to the family? And he can see his family out through the train window. um, And he's like, no, I just can't do it. Obviously, he can't do it. Um, but his little, uh, his little stepbrother totally sees him, John. Oh yeah. Catches him in the window. Yeah. Uh, and the,
1: the, you know, the parents of course don't believe him. You can't blame him for that. No. And, um, and so that's, you know, it, it, <laughs> he gets hit on by that chick in the train. And Man. And so it begins. No kidding. Man. Um, you know, I thought what, you know, another great one liner from the show. Forget that boy in the box. You know.
0: yeah exactly what a great what a great line to, to to give there
1: and um and then you see you know you see him head home um at the very end that he's passed out on the couch and nixon's giving his concession speech to now president kennedy
0: yeah i don't know you know it's funny because i don't feel as if I mean, yeah, they kind of they uh, rotate or they kind of orbit this episode around this election. But I don't, I don't feel as if the election really had that strong of a storyline, even though it's in many episodes. You know what I mean? No, oh, I think it's a great undercurrent. It's a great know? undercurrent, but it doesn't, it doesn't seem to really affect the show necessarily. I don't know. I mean, I, how would it? I don't know. But it just seems, uh, I don't know. It, it feels a bit strange to me. I, I i liked
1: it. it gave them a lot to talk about they were uh potential clients as far as helping Nixon, so it gave them a lot to talk about from that standpoint they you know they they it, it's just a big topic of conversation
0: certainly just
1: just like when Kennedy's assassinated you know it's not like it's that's what the show's about right but it's just an incredible topic of of what's going on in the nation
0: and it does it certainly does um it certainly does help. Anchor the show in the time period, and I guess that's what it's for.
1: Yeah, not that they don't do a great job with it other you know, in every just, other way, yeah. They just won the award for
0: costuming.
1: Uh everything looks so great, from the hair to the clothes to the uh furniture. It's fantastic. Completely. Completely.
0: It's amazing. It's a great show. I love it, John.
1: And what this means is that next next time. Yep. We're going to wrap up season one.
0: We are going to wrap up season one. I'm very excited. Um, And then, of course, as we've discussed, we're going to jump right back into uh, season three, which I know is kind of crazy. But let's face it, we've all seen all the episodes, and we're just doing this in the off season. So it's totally fine. And we started in season three, but about halfway through. So this is our chance to catch up before season four.
1: So the Mad Men is going to start its rebroadcast Sunday night, the 21st of March. And we will start up with that. And get ourselves caught up on Season 3.
0: And then, um, I don't know, maybe we'll take a little hiatus till Season 4, John? I I think, are you working on this t-shirts? I'm working on tons of stuff, John. I can't even tell you. There's so much excitement around this apartment. It's ridiculous. I believe it. Indeed. Uh, So, uh, John and I were just talking before we started the show that we were a little sad because we hadn't received an email or any artwork. So, please, send us something that makes us happy, our... Little Grey Lives, love your input. We'd love a phone call. Where do you send that to, John? The artwork? Anything. Email, Anything. artwork.
1: Yes. Well, you can email us directly at staff at madmenrecap.com or you can check us out online, madmenrecap.com, and just leave a comment on any of the posts. Any posts, And you'll John? see at the bottom of each post, the google voice phone number which we put a lot of time into we'd <laughs> love to hear from you we would love to and hear it. We'd make sure that any call good or bad mostly good will make it onto the show
0: yeah we can't wait uh we love your input and uh we can't wait to hear from you so sounds good john great show all right we'll do the finale next week good talking to you pal see you later bye-bye